The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome all you dreamy people to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. And this is where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. Because your dreams are always revealing one thing, and that is your beauty. And sometimes it's underneath a couple layers of other things, but ultimately that's what's there. Beauty is what we're uncovering and recovering and exposing on this show. And I'm your host, Dr. Dream Kelly Sullivan Walden. The number to call if you have a question about your dreams or about how to get some good sleep so that you can dream, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, 816 816-2- Five one three five five five. Okay, so we have so much to talk about today. I'm going to get right to it. First, we're going to do our little prayer because if we don't, I know I'm just going to be spastic and that will defeat the whole purpose of this being a mindful show. So take a deep breath with me, everyone. Please turn within. And just for a moment, let's just drop all the five million things that you are doing or thinking about or that are on your list about things you want to do later today. Just drop it all for one precious moment. Take a big deep breath and let yourself just fill up with the sunlight of the spirit as you let everything else go. Just allow yourself to glow And just let yourself bask and float in this wonderful energy that we're all in if we allow ourselves to become mindful and present. So let this be one of those moments today and maybe a moment that gets contagious and and spreads out so that you have many more moments of mindfulness and awakefulness today. So we just recognize that we are in a unified field of unconditional love. We are intrinsically connected to one another, could not be separate in any way. Even if we tried, we are unique, uniquely expressed, but we are connected to each other. So with that, excuse my throat, we can just dive into this holy, holy, sacred space that we've created for ourselves and open up to answers to questions that will change our lives in a most positive way. So I am so grateful to be here with you today. Even though I have a frog in my throat, my frog in my throat is happy to be with you today. And I am so excited. Um, Nancy T, before we get into mindfulness and, and learning about how to sleep really well, pull a dream oracle card, a hero's journey dream oracle card for us, if you would be so kind to set the tone for us and give us a little message, additional message for today. Okay. Well, I pulled the beautiful In the Castle of Dreams card, and that's number 42. Yeah, right? And the what it says on the card is become... Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. What does it say? 
become altered <laughs> by the color of your dreams. Oh, <laughs> Who doesn't wow. have their glasses? Become altered <laughs> by the color of your dreams. Isn't that beautiful? So, and uh-huh. it is a gorgeous card. Um, you see, it's sort of, it looks like a nighttime sky a little bit. And there's the moon is very low. And there are these beautiful arcs of, of like a rose colored rainbow that come around with the it's just beautiful. They're all breathtaking. Mm. Um, but let me tell you about this card. Uh, this quote is from Emily Bronte. And it is, I've dreamt in my life dreams that have stayed with me ever after and changed my ideas. They've gone through and through me like wine through water and altered the color of my mind. It's a beautiful mm. quote. That's so, one of my favorite quotes in the whole entire universe of quotes. I, know, I love I'm that. Glad, I, I'm glad I got without oh, my glasses. It's oh, <laughs> really impressive. <laughs> so impressive. Okay. So the message is the realm of dreams in an enchanted castle with a multidimensional world of magic and miracles within. A moat separates the castle of dreams from this mundane world of rational, ordinary reality. Each morning, you are returned from your dreams and gently delivered back to the shores of the three-dimensional waking world. If you forget your nighttime dreams, which is natural to do, your sojourn to the mystical, multidimensional realm ends there. Awaken too quickly and the drawbridge rises before a trace of the dream is carried with you and your actions throughout the day will make logical, rational, maybe even robotic sense. However, when you remember even a hint of a dream, the drawbridge remains down and your actions, state of being, and your day are colored by the extraordinary dreaming mind. When the drawbridge is down, quantum leaks take place, awakening happens, Mm. and miracles become commonplace. The trick lies in retaining and integrating the wisdom of the dream into your waking life. And the mantra is, I use my entire palette and, and paint with broad strokes as I participate vividly in life. The dream symbol is color. And we just had a dream earlier on our pre-show yes. about colors. So, yeah, Brett colors Walker. in a dream yeah, are like neon signs drawing your attention to something. Most of us dream in color, but only become aware of it when color stands out vividly. When this happens, ask yourself what the color means to you. Consider how it makes you feel. Particularly colorful dreams often denote creativity, emotions, and strong feelings. Oh, so maybe later we'll talk about Brett Walker's blue bee dream and have um, Sevia talk about that and give us a little insight. So let me just ask y'all before I bring this wonderful woman out, are you like millions of Americans who kind of like me in the past have had an adversarial relationship with sleep? Like, have you ever said, I'll sleep when I'm dead? Or that you've boasted, and I am totally guilty raising my hand here, that you've only needed a few hours sleep. Uh, well, not to harsh your vibe. I just love saying harsh your vibe. I just feel so hip. <laughs> when I say that. Here's the deal. Poor sleepers have a greater risk of heart disease and stroke. Mm. Oh, my God. Not to mention weight gain because mm. we there's just so many things that you can get from a good night's sleep. Not to mention improved concentration, productivity, and you don't need to eat as many calories in the day. And we all know that leads to weight loss. And, you know, so many so many of us are kind of always looking for, well, what if we can get enlightened 
and lose weight. Let's do that. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about getting a great night's sleep. It's the billion dollar question. So I am joined today by sleep expert, Sivia. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, am I? You do. You did great. Sivia Gover. Absolutely. Sivia Gover. I said it right. Yay. Yes. I need like the sound of like winning the jackpot. Yay. Sivia Gover. So she's the author of The Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. And I also want to get a little bit of talking in today about Joy in Every Moment, another one of her books that I'm just the look of that, that book cover is so like it makes my heart burst with joy. So I want to talk about both of these books, but primarily Good Night's Sleep. So she's the writer, educator, she's a certified dream therapist, the director of the Institute of Dream Studies. Gover's led numerous workshops and panels about dreams, mindfulness, and writing. She is a brilliant writer. Oh my God, this woman is not just a genius when it comes to bridging the gap between sleep and dreams and our waking world and becoming more awakened, but she is a beautiful poetic writer. She is amazing. She's an active member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams, as am I. And she's the founder of 350 Dreamers, an international network of people who dream together for global healing. And I've got to become a part of that. Do you already have your 350 or can I, I don't know, can I become like your 550th? (laughs) You will be close to our thousandth and we welcome everybody to come join us. The more the oh, merrier. very, very cool. Okay, so Zevia lives in Northampton, Massachusetts, and can be found at, here I'll spell her, her name and her website, T-Z-I-V-I-A, Gover, G-O-V-E-R.com, T-Z-I-V-I-A-G-O-V-E-R.com. Did I get all that right? You did beautifully. You got 10 points Yay! right out of the game. Oh, <laughs> yay. All right. Oh, my God. Okay, so Zevia. Am I saying that right? This is the last time I'm going to ask you. Oh, you know, Sivia. you were doing so great, Sivia. Sivia. It rhymes with Sylvia, even though it's got that TZ Sivia. Okay, that helps. Yeah. There you Sivia. go. Oh, that's great. Yeah, right? I got it now. Mm-hmm. All right, wonderful. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write this book, A Mindful Way to Getting a Good Night's Sleep. Well, a lot of things inspired me to write this book. Most importantly, I think it is my dreams. I love my dreams so much. They've been Mm. my guide. They've been my best friend. They've been my realtor, my matchmaker, and my healer. And I just love (laughs) your matchmaker. I love that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We just slipped that in. Wait a second. Wait. (laughs) I I think we need to hear that one. We can't let that one go. So (laughs) say. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Matchmaker. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Go for well, it. How yes. did that happen? I've I was married a year and a half ago. And before that I had been single for several, you know, seven, eight years. And I did what many people do. I went on match.com to try to find someone. Mm. And that meant I went on a lot of dates. And it was overwhelming and confusing. So um, each night after my first date, I would ask my dreams to show me the true character of this man that I Mm. met, of each man that I met. And the dreams were spot on every time. Sometimes I'd be totally swept off my feet by someone. And my dream would say, no way, danger, danger, turn back now. (gasps) And I would say, no way, he's handsome, he's generous, forget it. 
and the dream, you know, dreams that followed would show me exactly what was coming. And oh my God. Um, I disobeyed or disregarded them to my detriment. And when I met the man who I'm now married to, our first date came on a night where I had just been laid off from my job and I barely <gasps> paid attention to him. I was so distracted. Mm. And I really didn't pay much attention to him at all. And my dreams kept saying, you know, look at him, look at him. And even then, so I listened and I went out on a couple more dates. And I thought, no, this is not a match. No. And they wouldn't let up. Wow. And uh, mm. yeah, I gave him another chance because of those dreams. And I am so glad I did. And the dreams helped me all through the, all the different stages of the relationship, preparing for the wedding and the, the wedding itself and moving in everything. So it's oh. been amazing. Oh wow. my God, we're so smart to do that and not to go off on a whole other tangent. I'm going to have to have you back around Valentine's Day to talk about this again oh, yeah. because I know my husband, I I attribute my dreams to us being together and also mm. to, I was had been dating a guy a long time ago who was like perfect on paper and I really liked him, really attracted and I kept having dreams of me in the future with him. And I was a zombie. I had like, I'd become dead inside. And I finally just broke up with him out of a completely unprovoked. He was perfect. He was doing all the right things. Mm. And I broke up with him out of nowhere. And I just mm. said, I just know, I just have a vision of the future and it's not yeah. good. Oh, it was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, I you know. know, but it's My so God. important. To, even if you don't, you know, do a total 180, and I don't even counsel people to do that necessarily. <laughs> you know, you want to take small steps. I always say take small steps and then watch the dreams, you know, to see. If, yeah. They sort of tell you if you're getting hotter or colder, you know, that game. Right. So, dream, yeah. so okay, I think this dream's telling me to, whatever, go to Italy or sell my house. You know, just, okay, let me see. Let me ask tonight, am I on the right track? And the dream will show you. If you're willing to oh. listen. Oh, wow. Nancy, have you ever had relationship guidance from a dream? <laughs> no. I know Jesus. I, I, well, Jesus came to you that. in a dream and helped you. You just have yeah, a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, my relationship was, was with him, and he did help me move. I was trying to move from one place to another, and he helped me with that. But as far as relationships go, I have had only dreams, and maybe I just haven't paid attention to them, but where yeah. it's like he did something wrong that he's never done in real life, you know, that sort of thing with different guys that I've dated. Right. And I sh maybe just am not trusting as well as you two do, you know, but going well, forward, you're gonna necessarily not necessarily. It is tricky. That's why it's good to develop a really strong relationship with your dreams. So you can recognize when it's a dream of wisdom and yeah. when it's a dream that's just cloaked in your fears and insecurities. So often right. people right. will come to me or call me because they had a dream that their husband or their partner was cheating on them. And they get mm -hmm. so mad at this man. And often he's the most trustworthy, loyal, and honest person. So you, it's so you true. really do learn over time and you can ask your dreams to help you, to give you a dream sign of when you're, you know, quote unquote, dreaming true. And this is where also the mindfulness comes in, because until mm. we really learn to clarify our minds, 
our thinking awake and asleep is clouded by our fears and anxieties. And that can turn a good dream into a nightmare. Um, It can turn a good day into a bad day. So it takes some practice and it's always good to check. I always consider my dreams like, you know, my wise counsel, but there are other council members too. So I have my good friends too, who I'll check things out with, you know, and um, they'll, they'll help me stay the course sometimes uh, to help me see if the dream lines up with, you know, other things in my life or my values and intentions. And, you know, in this kind of case, you know, who your partner really is. So, right. so interesting because you said you ask, you'll, you can ask for a dream sign that'll tell you when you're dreaming true. Have you done that? Or are you just so good at this at this point that you don't even need a sign? You know when that is, or do you have <laughs> well, a little have, symbol, like a little leprechaun have, that goes yeah. across the top of the dream? <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely have done it. And everyone's dream sign will be different. But one thing I can tell you that works, you know, I like to work with a person before I make a blanket statement, but one good guide is look at the quality of the light in the dream. Because, you know, dreams that are sort of dusky and dusty are often psychological dreams. You know, dreams where you're working out your complexes and you're sort of in in, in the emotion. When you have dreams of clear light with someone like Jesus, for example, you mentioned or the Dalai Lama or somebody who shows up and they're they're in the clear light or there's some other sort of archetypal figure, most likely you're dreaming from your from your wisdom center, from you know, the the divine and the deep part of yourself, unclouded by the other stuff. Oh, that's good. I think I I would also say like there's like in those zombie dreams of mine in the future when I was with this guy, there was there wasn't an emotion around it. It was kind of like Mm. just I was seeing something clearly. It wasn't terrifying. It wasn't sad. It was just like, look at this, like here and that and and I had it a couple of times. So I think when something's recurring, there's something. Yes. That's There's something to look at. Sign. Helpful sign, yes. Helpful, and yet I know you know. Speaking from experience, my husband has had a bunch of dreams that I've been cheating on him, and I know for personal, um, sure, I haven't been cheating. So I know sometimes <laughs> right. oh I think that he can have. Sure. You can. I know for sure, unless I've like got a complete split personality that I don't know about that's keeping all kinds of fun away from me. But it's like I, there could be a recurring theme that a person's trying to work out. So it is tricky, but I think I love what you just suggested. Pay attention to the light. So back to the original question, you you really <laughs> yes. value your dreams. So and be having a good sleep. Perfectly, yes. Because yeah. what I realized from talking to people about dreams, first of all, you need to, this is obvious, right? But people don't make the connection. To get these <laughs> dreams, these dreams of guidance, of wisdom, and of clarity, you need to get to sleep. The other thing what? I noticed when I... Yeah, right? <laughs> Newsflash. The other thing I've noticed is that people seem to have a fear and a discomfort around their dreams. And I've always wondered mm. what that is because I'm somebody who loves my dreams. I can't wait to get to sleep so I can cross that bridge over to dreams. 
or that moat. I love the image from the card that was pulled today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I, there's an analogy between, or there's um, you know, something in common between our fear of sleep and our fear mm. of dreams. You know, it's a fear Ooh. of letting go that we have to do to get to sleep. And some people have a fear of their dreams based on nightmares or PTS nightmares or night terrors. So there's a lot we need to work out with sleep. So that the dreams brought me into the um, interest in sleep. It makes me think of those Freddy Krueger movies about how the kids were so afraid of going to sleep because when they would dream, it would be horrible. So they would do all these things to avoid sleep. And so that's such an interesting thing. We do in some way have an adversarial relationship or not everyone, but many of us do with what happens. certainly do. Control, you know? it's the unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So having, yeah. having an a powerful relationship with our dreams, whether they be positive or challenging or nightmares or whatever, knowing that they're all good for us ultimately is important. It's kind of why I'm such a champion for nightmares. Like it's, it's okay. And they're, they're, they're revealing something important. So, so give us a few of your, I mean, you've got a whole book written about about the good night's sleep, how to, the mindful way to a good night's sleep. But what are some of your personal go-to practices that make sure that you're going to get a good night's sleep and thus good, yeah. good dream time? Mm-hmm. Well, for one thing, there's no perfect answer. There's no perfect solution to getting a good night's sleep. Um, you know, studies have been showing for a long time now that the pills and potions we take you know, they, they're very limited in their effectiveness, if they're effective at all. They have side effects. We don't have to go through all that. And mm-hmm. what has been shown is that mindfulness practices and simple, holistic ways of approaching sleep actually do help. Things like a consistent mm-hmm. bedtime. You know all these things. Yeah, but just, bedtime, but I think we, can, we need to hear them. Clear of worry. Yeah, yeah. We need to hear this, but we need to hear something else, too. So those... Mm-hmm. The uh, quote-unquote sleep hygiene, I'd rather talk yeah. about sleep huga, you know, that word that means coziness. But oh, I love that. Or sleep huga um, involves things like getting to bed on time, um, clearing the bedroom of distractions, getting the phones and the screens out of the bedroom. I mean, that's a number one. But mm. we know these things, but we don't do them. And I think we don't do them because of this uneasiness. And that's why a lot of my techniques involve bringing more comfort and coziness mm-hmm. back into our sleep routines. And when we're mindful, we make the routines more like rituals, more like sacred acts, you know, just changing into our pajamas. If we change our mindset and think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm changing into the sleep mode. I'm changing into this nighttime mode. Um, moving our meditation, if you meditate at all, uh, which mm. I hope you do, everybody mm-hmm. listening, is move that from the morning to the evening, or better yet, add an evening meditation before bed nice. to help calm your mind. Little things, one of my favorites is to give myself a foot rub before bed, you know, some nice mm. um, cream, foot cream or hand cream. And there are lots of reasons for that. There's the coziness, 
But we want to get out of our heads, you know, the space between our ears is the biggest detriment to getting a good night's sleep, bringing our worries, our anxieties, our questions, our racing thoughts to bed with us. So literally getting into our feet, giving ourselves a little foot rub, getting out of our head really does help. Oh my God. And I so, I think the big key word here is cozy. That is like, okay. that's the word. And that is the feeling that I get from your book. It is such a cozy, comforting book. I mean, there's clouds on the cover and throughout. And I love this little section where you talk about packing for the journey and you say, yes. okay, so you're get, you're going you're just going to bed, not blasting off to a distant planet. <laughs> I love that. But you're about to wander. <laughs> it's like, oh, but in a way, we are going to a distant exactly. planet. We are. Yeah, we <laughs> so are. wait a minute. <laughs> but I like that yeah. you're calming us down, and yeah. but you're you're about to wander deep into the wilds of the night. So you'll want to have mm-hmm. some essential supplies handy. And I love that there's the journal that you suggest and the mm-hmm. nightlight. So that when if you are going to write down your dreams in the night, you have something that's soft that will help you write it down. Not like how my old dream journals used to look to scribble on top of Get scribble. Right. And in the morning, I'd be like, it was so profound. What did I say? Oh, my God, I can't read it. <laughs> and then you talk about your sleep suit. And some people have a birthday suit as their sleep suit. But I love the idea of wearing something cozy and comfortable. And if you don't have it, go get it. That's so important. I think, though, one of the big challenges for people going forward is their phone. Because I know for myself, I read from my phone. I rarely read paper books anymore. And I, luckily, I can dim the light on my phone. I put it on airplane mode so it's not buzzing and beeping. But I know just the presence of a phone has electromagnetic energy. And I'm, I'm wanting to invent something that we can put on our nightstand and we can put our phone into it so that it it demagnetizes that or it de I don't know it does something different with the energy that comes out cuz I think people going into the future are just going to have their phones near them period they're not going to put them away it's their alarm clock it's their music that they sleep to yes. so what it do you say about issue. that how do you well, what do my, you do? yeah so I have two things I say about that. My my bedroom is a no phone zone. Ooh, and had to hold get hold that thought for one second. Sivia, <laughs> we're going to be right back. We're going into okay. a commercial. So just so you know, everyone, hold on because we are going to blast off into outer space. We're going in. We're going to find out the best things you can do to get a really great mindful night's sleep. We'll be right back. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. 
who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. Remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer or call 816-969-2000. Would you like to show your support for Unity Online Radio? You can donate easily on your phone by texting the word VOICE to 50555 and donate $10 to support Unity Online Radio. It's easy to do, and your offering will help us keep inspirational and positive programming on the air. Remember, just text the word VOICE to 50555 and support your favorite shows on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. The world is full of people with amazing stories. I'm Diane Ray, and make plans to join me every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central for my radio show, Be Present. Each week, I invite you to join in the conversation as I talk to guests about health and wellness, spirituality, metaphysics, philosophy, and a lot more. I want to share information that you can apply to your life today. Listen live or download the show later on demand. I hope you can tune in here on UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment, 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Oh, yes. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream. And I am Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream, here on Unity Online Radio, having such a blast, blast off conversation with, of course, Nancy T and Sivia Gover. I think I said it right. Yay. And we're talking about... Thank you. I get a star on my forehead. We're talking about um, the mindful way to a good night's sleep. And the number to call if you have a question about how to get a good night's sleep, because you can't dream if you can't sleep, uh, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. And really quickly, before we get much further down the line. Let's, um, Sivia, if you'd give everybody all of your contact info, like uh, your books, and let's just do that right now. So, um, best website. So, my name is the easiest way to find me if you Google Sivia Gover, T Z I V as in Victor, I A Gover, G O V E R. Um, there's no other Sivia Gover out there in Google land, <laughs> so you'll find me. 
And you could also Google the Institute for Dream Studies, um, where I'm the director, the Institute for Dream Studies. And my book is the one I'm talking about today, The Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. And my other book is Joy in Every Moment. And both books take a mindful approach uh, to living our best lives and lives of meaning, joy, and creativity and magic. And you were just talking about a brand new ebook that you just put out. Yes. Tell us about that too. Yeah, so my ebook is called Forgotten Dreams Tapping into the Power of Sleep and Dreams for Caregivers of People with Alzheimer's and Dementia. And mm. that ebook is um, on Amazon, or you could email me and I can give you links to purchase it. Oh, that's. It's wonderful. We need that caregivers need help they can get. And this is such a topic right now. And so we'll have you on to just focus all the way on that. I want to also let people know while we're just talking about stuff, the Hero's Journey Dream Journal is now out and available. So if you like the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle cards, you're going to love the Hero's Journey Dream Journal. This is a great journal to journal your dreams in the morning. It's covered. We've got pictures of Rasuli's paintings throughout and inspirational quotes. It's big. It's easy to write on. And it's my, I've, I've, I've made another journal before. But this one's my favorite. It's the easiest one, and it's super inspiring. Anyway, that's that's something, and it's available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and wherever books are sold. Okay, back to this super important topic about getting sleep and a mindfulness approach. So you've talked about, here's a little recap, doing some form of meditation in the day and adding or moving your meditation to going right before you go to sleep so that you're calm. The key word is cozy. I'm imagining that is like a lighted up sign in Las Vegas, like get cozy, massage your feet with some rose um, massage oil or lotion, get your cozy jammies on, dim the lights, treat yourself like you're a precious child. Okay. That's where we were. And we were talking about kind of the hiccup about having iPhones and smartphones in bed with us. So you were saying that your bedroom is a no cell phone zone. That's correct. But I do agree with you that, you know, these phones are so important to people, legitimately so, as alarm clocks, and you can have relaxation um, podcasts or downloads on there to help you in the middle of the night if you wake up and need to get back to sleep. What I've done is I, when when one of my phones, you know, goes out of commission, I keep the old phone that's now disconnected from the internet, but it's still, and and from cell service, but it still has my music on it. It still has my relaxation downloads on it. I can still use Mm. it as an alarm clock. So that's one piece of advice is to keep your old phone um, after you've decommissioned it and gotten your upgraded model. Uh, You can use most of the functionality still to help you with sleep and waking. Mm, that's great. But getting that's those great. screens out of the bedroom is is really good and helpful. And if you you know you can always have a separate reader for your books. I know that's complicated. Um, and when you do, as Kelly mentioned, you can adjust your screens with the blue light filters. And if you do use a phone in bed, 
um, definitely put it in do not disturb mode. And with that function, if you're afraid, oh, what if my kids have to call my grown kids or whoever, you can set it to pick up for certain phone numbers. So, you know, there might be one Mm. or two people on the planet that it's okay to wake you up um, and you Mm. can adjust your settings. So you can play with Mm. your technology to work as well as possible but I really recommend biting the bullet, taking the screens out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. That's that's worth that's worth doing something with. Okay, what else? What else do you recommend? What else? I mean, um, like, what about animals? I've got three dogs. What do you mm. do? You know that? I mean, um, a lot of people with animals have we get wake, awakened by their animals, or they're in trying to accommodate them as they sleep. My little Priya this morning woke me up, got all cuddly with me, super cute, but she woke me up. So what do you recommend? Well, I'll tell you, because we can, you know, the same question applies for so many things, you know, the dogs, the cats, the kids, the snorer, Mm -hmm. you know, right? so much of it boils down to shifting our attitude because I think that the thing that happens is we get anxious about it. Like, oh, my God, now I'm awake. Now I'm not going to go back to sleep. And it's this vicious cycle that keeps us up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as much as possible, you know, we make our choices. Obviously, if there's an animal that's very bothersome, you know, if there's an animal that jumps up on the bed and then settles in and you all go to sleep. But, yeah, you got woken up. I don't think that's a big deal. If you're waking right. up rested, that's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Sometimes people come to me with this laundry list of of issues that they have. And I ask, well, are you, are you waking up rested? Well, yes. Do you feel good during the day? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, this, we, we start to buy into this thing that if I'm not getting eight hours of continuous sleep, it's no good. But in fact, a natural part of sleep are these mini awakenings during the night. And there mm-hmm. have been studies that show that you know, when people just slept in the natural darkness and the natural um, cycles of light and dark before electric light and before industrial schedules that we've put ourselves on, that people naturally had what they called segmented sleep, where you wake, maybe you talk, you make love, tell stories, and you go back to sleep. Now, nobody's 100% sure if that's exactly true, but brain science tells us that we have lots of mini awakenings during the night that we're not even aware of. So Mm. it's natural, you know, that the night has some awakenings in it. So I think attitude shift is probably the best medicine for almost all of this. And what about insomnia, though, for those folks that really struggle? What do you Mm. say to that? That's a big deal. Yeah, if you're actually having Mm. insomnia, if you're actually having trouble getting to sleep or staying asleep, and it's impacting your um, experience of the day, that's a true issue. Most people, that's not what's going on for them, but for some people it is, and that's important to address um, with more gusto, not more anxiety. Right. Right. For most people with anxi- uh, with insomnia, those um, those things that our grandmothers told us are still the best things to do. Getting mm. and let me, yeah, things like getting on a um, consistent bedtime schedule, mm-hmm. things like 
literally changing your clothes before bed so that you don't, you know, some people just fall into sleep and whatever they were wearing, not, you know, mm. getting up off the couch or in front of the TV and walking up to your bedroom at a certain time, dimming the lights an hour before bed so you start getting yourself in a sleepy mood, um, shutting off the screens an hour before bed, you know, making that hour sort of a sacred time and also getting up at the same time each morning helps. Mm. But the big mm-hmm. question is why we don't do that. Why even if we're having difficulties during the day because we didn't have enough sleep, are we not doing those things? And that's the real question. And that's where the mindful approach really comes in. So we start to pay attention to what are we feeling around bedtime? What are some of the issues like Often unconsciously, we're avoiding sleep for some reason. And so we need to get to know ourselves and turn inward. Um, mm. And I have some journaling prompts in the book to sort of help people start to sort some of that through uh, so you can figure out what's really keeping you from doing the things you know you need to do and that studies have proven time and again work with insomnia. Mm. That's super helpful. Um, I know for myself, every once in a while, when I really am having a hard time sleeping, I just, and and it's in the middle of the night, I'll just get up if I'm truly not sleeping. I heard somebody say once that if it's like you're tossing and turning for more than five minutes, or it seems like five minutes, just get up and read and get some tea or do something and then get get tired by, by journaling or by reading and then come back to sleep. What do you think about that? That works for some people, um, and I find that almost anything will work for some of the time, you know, um, but mm-hmm. often things stop working. One thing mm-hmm. I love, and again, I have a lot of these in my book, um, yes. are what I call meditations. Uh-huh, that's so, great. I love it. I mean, a lot of my friends and I, we find that we wake up around 3 or 4 in the morning. And yeah. this is actually when monks set their alarms or whatever monks do, have their gongs yeah. ringing to, to literally get up at that time because it's a powerful spiritual time mm-hmm. of early morning or late night. So now when I wake up, and this is what I advise others to do, is I just prop myself on my pillows. I don't get out of bed. And the only reason I prop myself up a little is to get a little more conscious so I can, you know, direct mm. my thoughts a little more. And I do what I call a meditation. So I have lots <laughs> of nice, easy meditations to do in bed. And one of two things are going to happen. You're going to have a successful meditation, meaning you're going to get into those nice, dreamy brain waves anyway. And you'll have had a successful meditation and you can strike one thing off your to-do list in the morning (laughs) or you're going to fall asleep, which normally is an unsuccessful meditation. But in meditation, falling asleep is okay. So that's genius. um, It's a win-win and you get rid of the anxiety that way and you relax. And either way, you've had a pleasant experience of the night, whether or not you fell asleep. I love that. I'm going to add to my meditation um, one of the things that you ask in your book about recalling when you were little 
and the things that made you feel cozy and sleepy back then. Nancy and I talked about this on our Facebook live pre-show, but that really worked for me last night. I was like, Ooh. And so I think, so do you want to say something about that and maybe add a little to that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for reminding me of that because that goes along with, um, one of the great sleep tricks, which is gratitude. So studies Mm. have shown and experience has proven that people who go to sleep grateful sleep and dream better. So they have better quality of dreams and better quality of sleep both. And the same when you wake up in the middle of the night. And this actually sort of count your blessings instead of counting sheep, for example. Or Kelly, I love your example of reflecting back on happy memories of cozy times in bed and sleeping. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this connects to my other book, um, Joy in Every Moment. Because that book starts out with a little introduction where I tell people that I'm not a naturally joyful person. I mean, we all are. But I grew Mm. up with a lot of um, stresses and hard times. And as an adult in my 30s, I once told my partner at the time um, that I have no happy memories. And (gasps) I was challenged, like, come on, that's impossible. So I started trying to fall asleep each night. As I lay in bed each night to sleep, I started trying to search my mind for happy memories. And of course, nothing's all black or white, of course, little by little, I'd start to think of happy memories. And I started to fall asleep that way every night, like just trying to add to my my list of these beautiful moments. Uh, so mm. it, oh, it, it, it helped me become more positive in my thinking. It helped me sleep better. And then later on, when I started researching sleep and dreams more, I learned that, in fact, that is a or you know, a proven yeah. method for improving your sleep. So yeah, right. Have your blessings instead of sheep, and you will. Oh, right. Sheep. Wasn't that Fred Astaire? Yep, that's an actual song. What? Yeah. When I'm your blessings, it's from White Christmas. Count my blessings instead of sheep. Instead of sheep. Exactly. And I fall asleep counting my blessings. Nancy, sing it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Hey, lullaby work too. Lullabies work too. Oh God, I think I last night I was envisioning. I was remembering my grandma Sullivan, God oh. rest her soul, who used to sing "Tura Lura Lura" to me as I'd go to sleep. And even oh. and my mom would sing it sometimes too. And even though she didn't sing it as well as my grandma because she went a little off key, it was still so sweet. It was so mm. sweet. So I could just hear the sounds of "Tura Lura Lura," and it's like. Ah, and my grandpa, my grandpa Bishop used to write these great stories, bedtime stories for my sisters and I about these these characters that did these really fun things and anyway, we they would it would send us off to sleep with these fun magical images of these crazy oh, characters that he made up. Beautiful. But it totally yeah. put me back in cozy land. So great. That's where we want to be, right? That's perfect. And and all these sleep rituals, you know, that perhaps we did as children or we wish we had done as children, you know, we wish we had parents who created that space. They still work as adults. You know, I'm all for, you know, cozy things in bed. If it's not a teddy bear, it could be a really cozy pillow or blanket or throw or, um, 
you know, lullabies, you know, you don't have to sing them necessarily, but you can have a really lovely CD of lullabies or sweet, calming music that you listen to before bed. Um, Prayers, you know, whether or not you're religious, Mm. you know, at the end of the day, connecting with what's divine to you, you know, whether it's the spirit of nature or love or God. You know, connect with that before bed. All these things really help set the right mood and tone. And for those of us who have some discomfort or um, nervousness, fear about night and sleep and dreams, you know, saying a prayer before bed or having Mm -hmm. your loved one sing you a lullaby, we're not too old for it. You know, all these things can help us. I think the meditations is such a brilliant idea. Are your do, are your meditations downloadable, or are they they're they're written in the book? I know. Um, yeah, they are written in the book, and it is my goal to make them downloadable. I'm starting to look into all of that now, but they awesome. are in the book. They're pretty simple, um, and they're they're intentionally simple so that yeah. at night it's sometimes a little hard to think clearly. So we need to keep it simple. You know, I I once was working with somebody who was a um, a really fast reader, and she swore that by putting books under her pillow at night, she she was absorbing in her sleep the wisdom that was in the book, and it was uncomfortable because books are not soft and not cozy. But she swore that there was something, and I tried that, but it was like, ah, it's uncomfortable. And then I read the section of your book about how in in Japan yeah. they they would have like jade or different stone pillows that you would sleep on in yeah. order to receive the energy from those things. So I don't know. What that's interesting. Maybe we can find a way to put a book inside a slip cover and still surround it in cozy or put jade wrap jade around right. a bunch of fleece so that you can get the benefits from those things without having to I like wake it. up with a stiff neck. It. That's great. That's There's great. Yeah. So I many... put my sacred stones right next to my bed. Um, there you go. Because, yeah, Close enough. I'm like the princess and the pea. I can't have the lumpy pillow. <laughs> oh, amen, sister. Okay. So but we've I got a few minutes left. Of book books in your pillow somehow. I just love that idea. Yeah, or so at least if they're on your nightstand, know that you're absorbing yeah, some of that wisdom. That. But I think yeah. the sure. things that we do before and after sleep are so important with how we set up our lives. And to me, one of the big takeaways is remembering to to think, to thank, um, or to count our blessings instead of sheep, and to think cozy, and to do the meditations. I think that's amazing. Okay, so joy in every moment. Tell us more about that. How can we have joy in every moment? Because that will contribute to us having better sleep. So give us a little bit about how we can do that and um, some of the secrets in that book. And the two are absolutely connected. You know, Mm -hmm. joy in every moment and having a good night's sleep. They're two very connected books. And what connects them is this idea of mindfulness. Because it's about present moment awareness. And what Mm. is present moment awareness really all about? Present moment awareness is about waking up to the beauty of being alive. So, Mm. for example, for people who have a lucid dream, who, who have lucid dreams, who in the dream, they know they're dreaming. You have this moment where you're in the dream and you say, this is a dream. And somehow the minute you have that thought, 
for most people, the dream becomes extra bright, extra vibrant, and you have this surge of happiness right. and joy in you. And so the waking version of that, so joy in every moment, is about having that thought awake. Oh, my God, I'm alive. I'm awake in this moment. And when you have that thought, everything lifts. So the book is about, it gives us all these different anchoring reminders, because we know this. People who are listening to this show, if they've heard your show more than once, they know this. Mm -hmm. But we mm -hmm. need to be reminded all day long because other things are pulling us out of that. So Joy mm -hmm. in Every Moment is a book where you open it up and on every page there are little tips, techniques, reminders to keep you in the present moment. So, for example, an easy one if you're starting to feel, you know, the negativity creeping in for no good reason is to look around and notice the colors, just take a moment and look at the colors around you. And that does a few things, one of which is it pulls you into the present moment. So really little tips and techniques, little breathing techniques, little ways to tweak your thinking, meditations, journaling tips, um, even th certain things about what to do when we're eating, you know, taking a moment to bless our food, and be conscious of what we're doing while we're doing it. It brings us into the present moment. We wake up to the beauty and the joy that truly is all around us, even at the uh, dentist. <laughs> oh, yeah, in every moment, or even the at the airport. dentist. Those are my two stressful places, you know. I, I like to try to practice what I preach, especially places like the dentist and the airport. Oh, I, for me, it's moving. <laughs> if I'm ever moving oh. from one house to another, that's always been where in the past I've lost it. And my last yeah. move was actually joyous. And I was like, oh, I did it. <laughs> I did it. That's my yeah. yeah. Oh, and just hearing your voice and being in the conditioning field in your, like just reading your book, I feel like you really represent mindfulness and this, this waking dream way of being. So I think one way to become more mindful is just to be around you and your books and, and any products that you put out and your workshops and, and all of that. It's, there's such a wonderful presence. And I would never have thought if you, by the way, I've been around Sivia several times at the IASD conferences, a big plug for the International Association for yes. the Study of Dreams. But you are one of the most joyous people on the planet, next to Nancy Telzero. I think you two are neck and neck when it comes to like being bouncy and smiley and joyous. So you, to, to know that you weren't having joy or you weren't remembering joyous moments, clearly this practice that you've started is exactly. working for you because you really yes. emanate so much joy. And to me, that's oh. the litmus test for is it working or not? Is what you're doing working? Exactly. Yeah. That's the, and in my book, Joy in Every Moment, I tell a little bit of the story of how I got from here to there, but I approached yeah. it like physical fitness. I knew about physical fitness, so I approached it like that, you know, you know, oh my God. like in physical fitness, you know, I'm going to take the stairs instead of the elevator. So, you know, in ah. building my joy muscles, it's like, okay, I'm going to make a list of 10 wonderful things at the end of every day. And if I can only come up with one today, tomorrow it's going to be two. And the next, you know, I built it. I built it up. And uh, it was, it, it's, you know, hard won in a way. Um, mm. And it's, it's something I'm very proud of. 
My and I God. work on it every day. That's why I, I, I always refer back to mindfulness and yoga because those are practices. You know, when we do them every day, the gains, um, you know, the gains increase. And that's right. why I think of sleep and dream work as a practice. And I think of joy as a practice. So when I have, mm. when I get into a bad mood or, or I start getting into a funk, I don't get mad at myself. It's like with meditation. Ah, let me reconnect with my intention. Let me take a breath, you know, and start again from this breath. You know, That's... I don't beat myself up for like, you know, the days when my daughter would say, mom, you need to go read your book. <laughs> I, That's... You know, <laughs> so as so we wrap up here, and continue, you know, just correct and breath. continue. Oh, I love that so much. So Nancy T and I have been talking with Sivia Gover. Her book is The Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. It's the best way to a good night's sleep. We're not talking about taking all kinds of drugs and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But go to her website, which is T-Z-I-V-I-A-G-O-V-E-R.com and check her out there. And this has been such a joy to be with you today. Thank you so much, Sivia. And thank you, Nancy T., I know we're all going to get cozy and we'll until we see until we meet again don't take your dreams lying down we'll see you all next week thank you for listening this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.